please join in singing hymn number 110. Alleluia, sing to Jesus, number 110. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the Church celebrates the sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time. In the Gospel of today's Mass we'll hear the Sermon on the Mount, which kind of lays before us a different way of living. As we begin our Mass then for the times perhaps in which we've not risen to the great challenges of the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes, we once again ask to be forgiven. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, our Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
Let us pray. O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling place to you. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the prophet Jeremiah. The Lord says this, A curse on the man who puts his trust in man, who relies on things of flesh, whose heart turns from the Lord. He is like dry scrub in the wastelands. If good comes, he has no eyes for it. He settles in the parched places of the wilderness, a salt land uninhabited. A blessing on the man who puts his trust in the Lord, with the Lord for his hope. He is like a tree by the waterside that thrusts its roots to the stream. When the heat comes, it feels no alarm. Its foliage stays green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never ceases to bear fruit. The word of the Lord. Happy the man who has placed his trust in the Lord. Happy indeed is the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor lingers in the ways of sinners, nor sits in the company of scorners, but whose delight is the law of the Lord, and who ponders his law day and night. Happy the man who has placed his trust in the Lord. He is like a tree that is planted beside the flowing waters, that yields its fruit in due season, and whose leaves shall never fade, and all that he does shall prosper. Happy the man who has placed his trust in the Lord. Not so are the wicked, not so. For they, like winnowed chaff, shall be driven away by the wind. For the Lord guards the way of the just, but the way of the wicked leads to doom. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. If Christ raised from the dead is what has been preached, how can some of you be saying that there is no resurrection of the dead? For if the dead are not raised, Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, you are still in your sins. And what is more serious, all who have died in Christ have perished. If our hope in Christ has been for his life only, we are the most unfortunate of all people. But Christ has in fact been raised from the dead, the first fruits of all who have fallen asleep. The word of the Lord.
Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for revealing the mysteries of the kingdom to mere children. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve and stopped at a piece of level ground where there was a large gathering of his disciples with a great crowd of people from all parts of Judea and from Jerusalem and from the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon who had come to hear him and to be cured of their diseases. Then fixing his eyes on his disciples, he said, How happy are you who are poor! Yours is the kingdom of God. Happy you who are hungry now, you shall be satisfied. Happy you who weep now, you shall laugh. And happy are you when people hate you, drive you out, abuse you, denounce your name as criminal on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice when that day comes and dance for joy. For then your reward will be great in heaven. For this is the way that they treated the ancestors, their ancestors, the prophets. But alas for you who are rich now, you are having your consolation. Alas for you who have your fill now, you shall go hungry. And alas for you who laugh now, you shall mourn and weep. And alas for you when the world speaks well of you. For this is the way that our ancestors treated the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. The President of the United States is planning to build a big wall along the southern border of the United States of America, some 1,933 miles of it. It's a wall which will rival the Great Wall of China. Not perhaps as long as it, but Mr Trump boasts that it will be uh, higher than it. You won't be able to scale it, you won't be able to go under it, and you won't be able to go around it. By contrast, the Chinese wall was meant to to keep marauding armies at bay, but the President's wall is to keep the poor country people out of America. Strangely, those same people who are actually the backbone of their economy and on whom many people depend. The wall itself apparently will cost some $6 billion, but no one has any idea of what it will really cost or what it will end up costing. But what it will do is turn America into a kind of medieval walled city. It will create a sense of siege. The drawbridge will be raised. Those behind the wall will be looking out to see their enemies who will do them harm. And it will be a scar over the landscape where there was natural beauty, rivers and streams and hills. Now there will be an ugly wall that will rise up to divide lands and people. As you know yourself, the world doesn't need any more walls. 
there's more than enough walls in the world itself. We have enough walls which divide communities. We have enough barriers and roadblocks and police checks and soaring structures that block out the light. What's really needed, of course, is bridges. Bridges that unite people, connect things, bring people together. First reading of today's Mass, there's a kind of warning, if you like, about all of this, about human beings that depend or just entrust themselves to their own devices. They think these things will make them secure. Instead, that reading tells us that what we should be doing is we should be like a tree that finds cool waters and streams so that when the heat comes, there will still be green leaves, so that when the uh, drought comes, there will be still fruit. Search for the things, in other words, that really matter. A wall is always a wall. A wall will always divide and cut off and keep people at bay. It will not be a solution to anything. And often a wall itself, as you know yourself, it creates more problems than it solves. We have to find the real thing, the real thing that's important. Walls very often don't work. Very often, if you've noticed, listening to those gospel passages that we often hear, Jesus himself is a good way of knocking walls down. Instead of building walls, he very often builds bridges between uh, people. The sick, those who are wounded, those who are on the margins of society. He creates a wall, he creates a bridge between himself and these people and also other people as well. Those words in the Sermon on the Mount that we've heard today at Mass uh, speak of a better world and they speak of a world that is not divided. In this world the hungry shall be fed, those who are weeping will rejoice, those who are excluded and denounced or hated will be vindicated. And it finally says, rejoice and leap for joy when that day comes. That's a message of hope, and it's a message about building bridges. There's more uh, types of walls, though, isn't there, than those of brick and plaster or iron. There are very often can be invisible walls uh, between people as well. Walls that are built and create a silence and resentment and an anger between people. There very often can be a veil that descends, a kind of dumb silence uh, between uh, two people or groups of people. And this very often can be as high a wall as any of those walls that we see throughout the world, insurmountable walls that you can't get under or around either. Those invisible walls are there too. Very often we might look disapprovingly or we might sound disapprovingly of Mr. Trump's wall, but we all have walls, don't we? Walls that we create between one another. What we hear in the gospel very often is that the walls themselves tumble down. The sick themselves are not excluded. The hungry themselves are not kept at a distance. Those who are denounced uh, find justice and a new life. 
might recall in the Old Testament that uh, Joshua himself comes before the walls of Jericho and blows his trumpet and the walls fall down. That's exactly the message that we receive today. Those walls uh, that come down. Very often we place our trust in the walls and we kind of think that they'll make us secure but we realise that they don't. The reading of today's Mass, that first reading, is a powerful reading for all of us. Not to put our trust in things that are unimportant. Not to put our trust in things that we think will make us secure, but rather to be like that tree itself, whose roots search for that cool water, that refreshing water, that will continue to give them when the sun itself beats down green leaves. And when the drought comes, it will continue the tree to bear fruit. Put your trust in things that are important and real. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things were made. For as men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us pray. Almighty God, we ask you to teach us to become like a tree planted near running waters that yields its fruit in due season and whose leaves will never fade. For the children who are preparing for Holy Communion, that they will always know that God's presence is in this sacrament. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For a world that learns to build bridges that unite, rather than walls that separate and divide. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For a greater trust in the vision of the Sermon on the Mount that lays out a better world for all. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That parents and families will nourish young people with a living and vibrant faith that offers them life and light. Lord, hear us. For all who have asked for our prayers, who are sick, especially those who are in care homes, homes and hospitals. Lord, hear us. Lord, For all those who have died, William Tracy, 
Erica Clark, Moira Lang and William Fulton and all those who have asked for our prayers. Lord, hear us. Lord, gracious hear us. Almighty God, in the resurrection of your Son, you give us a new purpose, a new di direction, and a new life. Help us in our turn to be bri bridge builders, who by our presence in the world make it a better place to be. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Number 139, as bread my Lord comes to me. Number 139. brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May this offering, O Lord, we pray, cleanse and renew us, and may become for those who do your will a source of an eternal reward. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right to give you thanks, truly just to give you glory, for you are the one God living and true, existing before all ages and abiding for all eternity, dwelling in an unapproachable light. Yet you who alone are God good, the source of life, 
You have made all that is so that you might fill your creatures with blessings and bring joy to all uh, with the glory of your light. And so in your presence are countless hosts of angels who serve you day and night and gazing upon the glory of your face glorify you without ceasing. With them we too confess your name in exaltation, giving voice to every creature under heaven as we acclaim. give you praise, Father, for you are great and you have fashioned all your works in wisdom and love. You form men and women in your own image, entrusting the whole world to their care, so that in serving you alone, the Creator, they might have dominion over all creatures. And when through disobedience they lost your friendship, you did not abandon them to the domain of death. For you came in mercy to the aid of all, so that those who seek might find you. Time and again you offered them covenants, and through the prophets taught them to look forward to salvation. You so loved the world that in the fullness of time you sent your only begotten Son to be our Saviour, incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin, sharing our human nature in all things but sin. To the poor he proclaimed good news of salvation, to prisoners freedom, to the sorrowful of heart joy. And to accomplish your plan, he gave himself up to death, and rising from the dead, destroyed death and restored life. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again for us. He sent the Holy Spirit from you, Father, as the first fruits for those who believe, so that bringing to perfection his work in the world, he might sanctify creation to the full. Therefore, O Lord, we pray, may this same Holy Spirit graciously sanctify these offerings, that they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, for the celebration of this great mystery which he himself left us as an eternal covenant. For when the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end, and while they were at supper, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, taking the chalice filled with the fruit of the vine, he gave you thanks and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. 
The mystery of faith. Therefore, Lord, as we now celebrate the memorial of our redemption, we remember Christ's death, his descent to the realm of the dead. We proclaim his resurrection and ascension to your right hand. And as we await his coming in glory, we offer you his body and blood, this sacrifice acceptable to you, which brings salvation to the whole world. Look then, Lord, upon this sacrifice which you yourself have provided for your church, and grant in your loving kindness to all who share this one bread and one chalice that gathered into one body by the Holy Spirit, we may truly become a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your glory. Therefore, Lord, remember now all for whom we offer this sacrifice, especially Francis our Pope, Joseph our Bishop, the whole order of bishops, the clergy, those who take part in this offering, those gathered here before you, your entire people, and all who seek you with a sincere heart. Remember also those who have died in the peace of your Christ and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. To all of us, your children, grant, O merciful Father, that we may enter into a heavenly inheritance with the Blessed Virgin, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, the apostles, the saints, and your kingdom. There with the whole creation, freed from the corruption of sin and death, may we glorify you through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow in the world all that is good. Through him, and with him and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy to strengthen my life.
Please join in singing hymn number 447, Lord Jesus Christ, number 447. Let us pray. Having fed upon these heavenly delights, we pray, O Lord, that we may always long for that food by which we truly live. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Eric Clark uh, from St. Caddick's has died, and uh, family asked me to let you know about that. Uh, John Clark's uh, her husband. Uh, also, William Fulton, uh, formerly of the parish, now stays in uh, Kirkintilloch, has also died and will be buried a uh, few from the parish. And on Monday, uh, the family ask you uh, to remember him in your prayers. The Lord be with you. 
May Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Hymn number 757, Be Not Afraid, number 757.